This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I told the guys, you know, I, f- I feel more confident this this game than I was when I was a rookie year. Just all of us do. Um, we got we, we feel more confident about the team. Um, I think that, you know, this is a good opportunity that we have in front of us. Um, we've seen a lot of stuff on film that, you know, maybe we could probably, it, we could probably, um, you know, have some big plays on. So, you know, we're excited just going in here. So, um, man, really is just executing on, on our part of what we have to do. Oh, yeah. Of course, that's Najee Harris talking about the Buff Bills and the ensuing coming up battle of Orchard Park, which is going to start tomorrow afternoon because Quite frankly, Max, they're calling for one to three feet of snow coming off the lake because the lake is not frozen over. So the winds are going to, in the direction they're coming from, they're going to be picking up steam coming down from Canada or wherever they're coming from and go across the lake picking up moisture. And when you do that, I can tell you from having lived in Orchard Park all my young life uh, before I came here to Pittsburgh, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's a lot of snow on the way. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I'm not computing. I'm still <laughs> thinking about the the avalanche of snow that's about, that I'm about to fly into voluntarily. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, this is starting to yeah. remind me of, of the, uh, you know, the hurricane down in Florida, doesn't it? Yeah. No, th- this, this, is, this is eerily similar yet different at the same time uh, because it's like, natural inclement weather is coming and you need to pre um you, you have to get there ahead of time I, right I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry yeah you have to right pre-plan your travel to get there before it so that you can weather it while you're there right, right. whatever else might come because of that effect um you know it, it, it is interesting because buffalo had this situation happen to them last year but it was a different it was what in december right in the regular season i think so yes and they had to move the home game to detroit right because yes. there was so much snow in the stadium yes and now it's like well detroit has a playoff game this year so can't go there <laughs> uh you know next nearest domed stadium that we can borrow um is where exactly so toronto yeah. or syracuse that's you know the carrier dome but yeah. the carrier dome only seats like 50,000 something like that but the fact yeah. of the matter is there's not a lot of other stuff available i've heard people go why don't they move yeah. to cleveland well hello isn't cleveland near the lake <laughs> uh you cleveland know it is definitely on a lake <laughs> it's the it's the mistake on the lake thank you um <laughs> if you were looking for one and they're going to be de- and they're going to be dealing with their own issues and yes. it's still an outdoor stadium like, you know, that weather is not immune to one area over the other. So, you know, it, it's just it's one of those, you know, just prepare accordingly. And I, I, I packed extra boxers, extra, extra shorts. There you and go. Shirts yep. and, well, not maybe not shorts, but I, uh, undershorts <laughs> is what I was thinking. Um, not no. short shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Max running around in hot pants is not going to work. Well, no, I meant like, you know, like short, like, like normal shorts, like shorts, shorts versus undershorts, I guess 
I got I mean. got what you're saying, yeah, I'm bro. Not, I'm not wearing Daisy Dukes. No, that's not happening. Well, ever in life. Um. Matter of fact, I do remember John Cole telling me a story about the late great L.C. Greenwood doing wearing something like that back in the '70s. You know, they used to have was these. Was he at like, a beach? They, no, it was just before they they would show up and they would wear these crazy outfits to see who could have the craziest outfit. And, okay. and if you could imagine a six foot eight L.C. Greenwood with a cape. And some sort of like uh, hot pants and boots, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to describe okay, it anymore. Okay. Than going, I mean, oh I my! Mean, I mean, he he was going for super bootsy, bootsy collars. I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, no. Once again, or, or or he was auditioning for a wrestling for a wrestling position. That I don't could know. be, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh gosh. Anywho, um, yeah, it, it's. I am not looking forward to this. Because like you said, because when it started, right, when we first got the announcement uh, last Sunday evening, right, it was, oh, it's going to be 23, it's going to be cold, but right. it's not going to snow. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a little windy, wind gusts up to 20 miles an hour. Okay, right, right. it's Buffalo, 20 degrees, cool. We got to, we got from Sunday night to Tuesday morning, all of a sudden it was five to eight inches of, of snow. Yep. Oh, it wind gusts will get up to about 40 miles an hour. Okay. Well, like five to eight inches of snow, not bad. Mm-mm. From Tuesday morning to Friday morning now, we yes. can go from five to eight inches to one to three feet. Yep. And gale force winds just about. Yeah, they're calling for winds <laughs> up to 60 miles an hour. Are you kidding yeah, me? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Mentally, mentally prepping myself. Mentally prepping myself. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. All right, so what's the weather in Happy Valley there? You know what I mean? Down in the Sun Valley. Valley of the Sun, I guess. Well, I mean, it, 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 is, a little, it is a little chilly today, Wolf. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie okay. to you. Um, you know, today's weather, it, it's about 33 degrees right now. Okay. Is there a wind? High of 54. High of 54. Okay, so it's going to be yeah, kind of sunny. 54. Yeah, yeah. Sun, sun, sun's out, fun's out. Yeah. Um, that's the only saving grace. I don't know what the wind is, though. I can't. That's the only thing I don't know. Okay. Well, I I, I guess it's just buckle up time there, my friend. That's just all you got to know. But certainly yeah, yeah, this hey, is going to be. Listen, listen, it's not like I'm not going to go and yeah. show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not a yeah. no-show sort of guy. That's for sure. No, I'm not a, I'm not a no-show guy. So there you no, go. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. But, I mean, you're definitely going to hear mild complaints from me up until and during and then. <laughs> Right after, so uh, <laughs> mild complaints. I like that. <laughs> Don't worry, you're gonna know that I was there. <laughs> yes, yes, you will know that I was there. No yeah. doubt about it. I will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> so, as we look at this storyline unfolding, um, which really is about gale force winds, snow, evermore, you got to believe that you're talking about a running game that's got to preempt everything else. And one of the things that certainly is going to be big is the Bills. They they use a um, a six lineman. They go uh, a lot yeah. of you know jumbo sort of stuff. I got to believe that the Steelers, who have been also going a lot more eleven and twelve personnel or twelve and thirteen actually, I'm sorry, um, yeah. that they are are going to continue in that vein because it's really going to be one of these four wheel drive slug them out matches, and who's going to make mistakes that give a short field. Oh, it, it is no doubt four by four snow tires, chains. 
I mean, we're going the full shebang here. Might even throw a snowplow on the front of it. Uh, th- 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 this is every every snow decimator's dream. Like that's 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 what you that's what you're trying to build with your offense and your run game, right? You know, and like you said, we utilize more three tight ends versus two tight ends and an extra alignment in our jumbo. And you know, whereas Buffalo has two tight ends, they don't have a third one really. And so they have to utilize the extra lineman uh, for that type for that type of role, and that also limits you to what you can and can't do. I think with three tight ends, we still have some variability, and we have some opportunities where we can kind of change the front. Right, and we can multi. We, we it's a multifaceted front. Whereas you know when Buffalo goes in, you know exactly what it is, and there might be one wrinkle off of it we can deploy an entire offense around running that personnel grouping. Um, you know, and, and it's a bigger wide receiver grouping as well. You know, you bring in Miles Boykin as well to come in during the, during those type of sets, and you could really do some damage. So it's going to be about whose version of the snow decimator is better. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> the snow decimator. I like that. Yeah, I, lo- I was watching this, watching film last night. Got a lot of respect for Ed Oliver, their defensive tackle, their three technique. Uh, he flips on both sides. He's a guy that occasionally will line up and visit one of the offensive tackles in a, in a wider lineup based on, you know, if it's the down and distance and so forth. But he is one of these guys that he's explosive. He's got an excellent first step like Javon Hargrave. You know, but I also look at that and go, there's a good chance you can get that trap running against that guy. You know, I mean, that's something that I think uh, yeah. that's a possibility of uh, being able to put, uh, you know, a, a nice T-bone on him. And um, get some good yardage there. Well, and that's why you got to love four three defensive linemen, right? Well, right. Oh yeah. Because all they're taught to do is blow the gap. Yeah. <laughs> Go up. Just field, blow baby. through the gap and yeah. cause issues. Perfect for the trap game. Yeah. You are ripe for a rib tenderizing. <laughs> and it is a beautiful thing. It's when you get to the three four guys that know it's coming, yeah. that know how to defend it. Right. That really that really put a whack a mole on, on the guy delivering the whack a mole. <laughs> <laughs> Trap the That's trapper, the one, so to speak. Exactly. The Aaron Smiths of the world. God, yeah. I used oh. to hate Oh man, you try and run one on, on Aaron and it was it was a bad day. It was a bad day in the office. Um but you know, like you said, Ed Oliver, he's one that's trying to penetrate up the field and he's trying to get in the backfield as soon as possible. Those are the guys you love to trap against because they give you everything you need to create what I call the guardrails, right? Right. Uh, for the for the run lane, mm-hmm. and that guy's going to blow up field, allow your guard to seal, and then whoever's coming up behind, if there's another lead or the double team that's on that front side, working to wall off that linebacker creates that natural lane for you, and then now you square up, you know, Najee or Jalen with a safety, and bowling for buzzards at that point. Uh, Absolutely, is, is how you get to it. So no, it's great. Well, let's think about take a look at the, the guys that are didn't practice yesterday. You're talking about the return man De- Deontay Hari. Then you've got the left tackle Deion Dawkins, tight end Dawson Knox, wide receiver Gabe Davis, cornerback Rasul Douglas, linebacker Terrell Dodson, safety Taylor Rep. Those guys all didn't practice yesterday. That's uh, that's a lot of guys that uh, are, did not practice in a, a significant time of the week yeah and i don't want to hear vet day you know what i'm saying yeah, <laughs> like, right right yeah it, listen you guys do not have the greatest uh postseason experience under sean mcdermott and josh allen so 
to have guys missing very informative things, you know, that that's going to create even more, I feel, pressure um, on them. And once again, I said this, the pressure's all on them to perform. Like, we are playing with house money mm-hmm. if you're the Steelers. So we are going to come out loose. We're going to come out ready to do what we do um, as a squad. But at the same time, you know, the people didn't expect the Steelers to be here. Right. right? Mm-hmm. You know, so when you have that kind of loss of responsibility in that type of situation, um, it, it is, it, it's a freeing type of thing. It allows you to play more loose, allows you to take more risk, allows you to be a little more aggressive in it. You're not playing tight because you're not having to deal with the, uh, the thought of the thought of expectations on top of your performance, because it's just like, Hey, we're just going to go play football. Mm. Hey, we're, we're, you know, I, I love that. You know, I remember, you know, in my year, right. You know, back in 2006, we were supposed to lose every, every step of the way right. as a team. And that, and that, and that Oh five team we went through we, and we played loose, you know? Yeah. I can go take a little risk. Yeah. I can be a little bit quicker. Yeah. I can be a little bit harder on my double teams. Cause guess what? I'm not supposed to be here right now. <laughs> right. I'm supposed to be fishing like the others, you know, 20 teams or so, you know, 18 teams. Uh, to, no, actually 20 teams back then. The other 20 teams that are supposed to be on break, on vacation, because we're not, we're, we weren't good enough. <laughs> I guess I was good enough. I guess our team was good enough. And we surprised not only Cincinnati, we surprised the Indianapolis Colts, the Denver Broncos, and then, of course, the Seattle Seahawks. So I love the momentum. I love the feel coming out of the locker room right now because it's one where you, where it's only you guys in that locker room that have that confidence. Everybody else on the outside does not believe you. And Vegas is indicative of that because the betting culture says 10 and a half points, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's like, hey, listen, they, they, they've written you off for dead and you have the worst line of the weekend. So guess what? That that means that only the guys in the locker room really believe in each other (laughs) going into this game. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's, it's a fun opportunity. It's a fun place to be in. And then, you know, you also have the built-in excuse, hey, we weren't supposed to be here anyways. No. But we don't excuse seek. We only look for results and execution. Well, one of the interesting stats that that Matt pulled out, Matt Williamson, does a great job uh, pulling stats together. Was over the last ten years, quarterbacks that have that are playing in their first playoff game against quarterbacks that have played in at least one are eight and twenty-one, which I find kind of interesting um, because it, it I, in my mind it doesn't really apply to Mason. You know what I mean? Uh, it's yeah. it's just a different sort of animal. Um, but what do you make out of that? Um, I mean. Well, experience is what it's yeah. what it is, you know. What yeah, it's about. I mean, it, it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's about experience. I mean, listen, when when you're the third string quarterback coming in and playing, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 already doing things that are already supposed that 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 are defying the the normal odds and logic, right? right? In, in, in the situation, so you know, I think for Mason, just continue the course, right? You just continue and just all you can do is you. Absolutely. He can't do anything else. We always talk about the 111th, right, Wolf? Right. You're All correct. he can do is his 111th. And he can't do any more. He can't do any less. He just has to do his 111th. There you go. And let everybody and trust that everybody else is going to do their job as well. 
his job, make sure the snap is secure. Make sure you get the ball in the gut of the running back or you make sure you get in the hands of the receiver, right? And don't take unnecessary sacks. There you go. <laughs> Three jobs in that 111 that you need to do. All wow. right. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a break. We're going to do our 111th because we are going to take a break, come back. We've got the great Missy Matthews that's going to check in with some storylines of what's approaching game time here as we get closer and closer to kickoff. Let the party begin. We'll be back with more after this. No, oh, there we go. Salvo. <laughs> is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I'm a little disappointed here, Wesley, as I listen to our rejoin music because I did not hear Missy's walk-up music. Yeah, that's on me. But you okay. know what? We've got the power to correct, baby. There we go. There we go. Oh, there we go. That is a proper Missy Matthews welcome. That's right. The one, the only, my sideline compadre, a.k.a. the Kenny Wood twin, the other half of the dynamic <laughs> duo on the sidelines. Um, you know, Steelers anchor, she does She does everything. Uh, my buddy, also the snack master, Supreme. Uh, it is the one, the only Missy Matthews. Missy, hello and welcome to the locker room. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, it is oh, happy, so happy Friday. Yeah, Max is, Max is kind of, uh, he's dragging his feet coming up from from Sun Valley down there in Phoenix. He knows what awaits him in Buffalo. And I'm getting there a day yeah. early to mind you guys. Mind you guys, I'm actually going to to preheat the, uh, the quote-unquote <laughs> Buffalo oven uh, by getting in there today right after this show. So, yeah, you know, I, I am dragging my feet a little bit because I'm worried, will I pack enough, you know? And, and once you go 25, you know, 2,500 plus miles away from your house, it's not like I can just run back home and grab something. So, right, right. Like, and then, of course, there's a potential delay in the date or start time of the game. I'm a little worried. So, yeah. Is there, though? Natural, That's the question. Yeah. Have you heard anything, Missy? Because, you know, you got no. a lot of rumors floating around. I will say this. Having been a resident of Orchard Park as long as I was growing up in Buffalo, um, I know what one to three feet of, uh, you know, snow coming off the lakes is really like. And there have been some people who have been saying the possibility that, you know, something could change. I don't it, I don't know. All I know is that it's supposed to start tomorrow afternoon and it runs through Monday morning is what they say. Yeah, well, I did see, I know there was a, a rumor going around about playing in Cleveland and then, you know, the yeah, Steelers PR yeah. department told all the reporters that were at practice yesterday that's not true. Um, but you just never know. I mean, think about the weather in Kansas City, too. I mean, I feel like how low those temperatures keep going, you're almost at the point where it's like not safe yeah. um, to be outside. So I don't know. You, you know how the NFL is. They're not going to play games at the same time. Um, they're, this is the playoffs. This, they will be spread out. And I don't know. You know, we, we got through the COVID year of playing on Mondays and Wednesdays. And, <laughs> right. you know, so I, I feel like we're just going to have to be light on our feet and uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. It is, it's crazy to think about. Um, I know last week when it was pouring down rain, we're all like, oh, we wish it was snow. And now we're like, um, we'll take snow, but not three feet of snow. <laughs> like we, we actually do have a, a problem with too much snow. So who knows? Yeah, no, it is. A, it is one that you're just like, okay, yay. This is, this is going to be happening. <laughs> um, but, you know, but Missy, when you look at the matchup, outside of the weather elements, even though I know that's a tough thing to kind of disseminate or dissect from the equation, you know, as you look at kind of the health of our teams, I mean, you compare injury reports. I feel pretty good looking at, you know, Buffalo has a lot of guys on that list. A lot, lot, lot of DMP, DNPs did not practice, did mm-hmm. not participate um, in practice yesterday. Whereas I feel like the Steelers are getting relatively healthy when that used to be kind of our, our calling card, you know, for most of the season. We'd have a laundry list of guys that were either out, IR'd, or not practicing, and it kind of seems like the reverse going into this weekend. Yeah, I was just counting. So the Steelers only have six people listed on their injury report. And, of course, one of them is Minka, who's been full. But then you look at the Bills, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 13 people on their injury reports. So it is true. Um, and, you know, there's only, I think, maybe only Von Miller and one other person has, you know, like the coach's decision best day um, rest. The other guys have injuries attached to them. But I think for the Steelers, you finally feel like, okay, we've literally lost pretty much every starter that we could possibly lose for some sort of time on defense, it feels like. They're obviously going to Buffalo without T.J. Watt being in a uniform. Um, and it does feel good that your arrows pointed up injury-wise, especially at this time of the season and at the positions that they've been hurting at. Well, what's the condition of uh, Najee's knee? I, obviously, he I think he practiced yesterday. But, I mean, looking forward into this this winter typhoon that we could run into, who knows what it is. Uh, the fact is, it seems to me that the running game is going to be first and foremost of, of importance. And I got to believe that Najee has got to be a big, big part of the, the offense going in. Yeah, no doubt. I think even if the weather wasn't going to be what we think it's going to be, why would you not stick with the run game that has helped you string three wins in a row? But, you know, Najee has kind of been on the injury report with like Isaac Sayumalu. At the beginning of the week, it feels like those guys have just been getting almost a day off. So obviously uh, he looked pretty good the other few weeks that he's been on there and maybe it's just more of a maintenance thing. Um, you know, it's it's why they keep saying, you know, we went to Alabama to draft this guy because we knew what he could do in December and January football. And we're really starting to see that. And, you know, you also have Jalen Warren. And it's just crazy when you think back to um, those three losses and where you just felt like, man, the wheels have come off and w- there's no hope. And then all of a sudden we're back in it. And here we are talking about wild card weekend. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, for Najee, Najee's just only gotten better as the season has has worn on. And, you know, I think when you think of just the dynamic duo, right, in that backfield, they both present a challenge for defense. You can't block one the same way that you block the other. And I think that kind of makes it a a cool, cool one-two punch for this squad. Missy, I mean, what are you gathering as far as the tight end effect in this game because I feel like with our personnel groupings with with the way that the runs are going to be kind of manifested 
Um, the tight ends are going to play a key role in the in this game. Um, you know, looking at I think what who who was on the uh, Kincaid was Kincaid on the injury mm-hmm. report or, or Knox? I couldn't remember which one. It was, was Knox. Um, right? It was Knox. Yeah. Yeah, Knox. Okay. They both start with K. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's interchangeable parts here. Um, you know. I think I th- I feel like it's going to be a big thing. I mean, because you look at just the role like that um, Connor Hayward's had over the last couple of weeks. Some of the stuff that they ask him to do. Darnell Washington, of course, is your point of attack, front side blocking type of tight end. He's going to get a man responsibility. I just look at this as being something where the Steelers are looking at it and saying, "Hey, you know, we 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 we've got to come out here and we've got we've got to, we've got to play bully ball with these guys." Um, for the mo- for all intents and purposes, I mean, is that kind of your indication? Have the guys talked about just kind of how embracing that role in the tight end position? Because I know they don't necessarily get as many balls thrown their way um, as, as the receivers, and also some of the games have dictated. No, we don't need to. We don't need to throw the ball. <laughs> um, you know, we need you guys to block. Yeah, well, you go back to that Seattle game. Um, Najee Harris won Good Morning Football, has the Angry Runs Award every week. And I think he's won it like eight times in his career. Not that we're probably all shocked getting a chance to watch him every week. But they send a scepter. You're supposed to take a photo with it, send it back in. Najee literally gave it to the offensive line and the tight end, had them take a picture with it. He wasn't even in it. Um, and that's what they sent back. And he even said how proud the tight ends were of what they were able to do in that game. And I think they've all really embraced it. And it's just really started um, to just almost be common practice. You know, at first when we started seeing all the three tight end sets, we're all like, okay, you know, like we would go up to the booth. Hey guys, three tight ends in. Now it's just like, okay, well, we know what they're going to do. And when something works, you keep going with it. And I think, on the flip side, even defensive coordinator Terrell Austin said yesterday, like, we know what tight ends have done to our defense in recent weeks and pretty much this second half of the season. They have good tight ends. I mean, Kincaid, just the rookie numbers that he has put up, um, breaking some, you know, Bills records or whatnot, they're going to have their work cut out for them. But what a great game to get Minka Fitzpatrick back. He says he's 110% playing, which I love. Um, and it's just – it's going to be interesting. You know, it's all, I think it's really the line of scrimmage who wins, as you said, the bully ball, but it's almost like tight end group, the tight end groups on both sides kind of going against each other of who can be more impactful of helping their offense. Wow. Yeah. All right. Now let me ask you this then. All right. To me, everything goes and, and hovers around Josh Allen. I mean, let's face it. The guy's got through 29 TD passes. He's rushed for 15 TDs. He makes everything go. But also, he's got 18 interceptions and four fumbles. Um, the whole thing to me seems to be you got to pressure this guy and keep pressing him. And every time he runs with the ball, you got to make him pay for it and dig at that ball, rake at that ball. Uh, it's about pressuring him. Um, I know that uh, he's accounted for 86% of the Bills' touchdowns, which is just phenomenal. My gosh. And and the fact is, for him to make a mistake, if he makes a mistake, it gives the the, the, the Steelers a much better chance because right now, since 2020, the, the, uh, let's see, Josh Allen is, what, 16-0 and 0 when he doesn't th- put the ball on the ground or throw a, an interception. 
Well, yeah, I um, I really enjoyed Eric Rowe was speaking yesterday, and he was just talking about he, he's very familiar with Josh Allen. He was with New England, I think, his rookie year, then went to the Dolphins. Mm. Um, and he just said he is literally that guy that you have to keep your eye on, and he's also a really big trash talker. And really? you have to be the one to get in his head so that he doesn't get in yours because, oh, yeah, jo- Josh Allen's a yapper. Um, and he just said that that's one of the things, if you can get in his head, how much it helps. And I think, you know, the weather is going to play a role. I know both teams are playing in it. But at the same time, I was um, going back and reading some stuff from that crazy game in Buffalo. It was the Bills and the Patriots. Mac Jones only threw like three passes, completed two. But Josh Allen threw, I think, like 25. You know, he he wasn't afraid um, in that weather with the high winds to do it. And he has a big arm. So I do think if they are going to try to run the ball and, you know, throw it, dependent on the weather, that's where the Steelers can capitalize, getting some turnovers. Um, Mm -hmm. And what a great game for Minka Fitzpatrick to get his first interception of the year, right? Whoa. Did I hear that right? Minka's first INT? Yeah. Oh, he hasn't got one yet. Wow. Nope. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I can't yeah. I can't imagine that. Yeah. yeah we, well, we, we, you figure we, we, we it's been two injuries, right? Yeah. You know, cuz right. he missed four plus games I think with um the what was it? Groin? No. I can't remember his first hamstring I think was his first injury. Okay. But yeah, he's he's been. I didn't. I did not realize that though, because you know, I, I always love. I, I love to talk about the the uh, Minka's magic moments. Those moments when he just seems to take over a game, or you know, has a great big play, something that turns everything on its head. And then as as you you said that, I like shocked me realizing we haven't seen Minka with an interception this year. Yeah, Zooks. Right, and that's why we need you to manifest the Minka magic. See all the alliteration <laughs> I did there? Oh, ah, good, nice move. Good move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, got, you, you have you have to do it. We, we call it the good juju, you know? That's um, it. You, you got to manifest that. But, you know, as I think about it, uh, Missy, you know, I was talking about, like, momentum and, and just kind of synergy – what has been the thought, you know, around the locker room um, this week, just kind of with guys talking? What have you heard and what have you sensed as far as just kind of what I feel is like, you know, some, uh, so, so, some, some just loose feelings? I feel like, you know, whereas Buffalo ha- has this weight of expectation that's on them, I feel like the Steelers are kind of just loose and like, hey, we just got to go out there and play, whereas I feel like, Buffalo has to really answer for, you know, their play Um, because they were expected to be here. They were expected to be a top seed and it wasn't the prettiest way to get there, but they got there and the Steelers weren't expected to be here and we happened to be here. So how have you felt like the locker room mojo and and feel has been this week? Has it felt pretty loose as I'm thinking it is? Yeah, you know, it was interesting. Cam Hayward has a podcast called Not Just Football, and I was listening to it, and he was getting honked off about how people are saying, oh, the Steelers sneaked in. The Steelers snuck into the playoffs, you know, kind of like maybe they didn't really deserve to be there. And I had a chance to interview Joey Porter Jr. this week, and I said, you know, 
Cam kind of said this, what's your feeling? And he's like, we're in, who cares? And, you know, when you think about it, the Bills were in a chance on Sunday before the games kicked off to not even make the playoffs. If Jacksonville would have won and then they would have lost, they wouldn't have been in at all. And now mm. they're the two seeds. So, it, yes, things work out in wonky ways all the time. Um, but once you get in, you're in. And not every team can say that. Um, just think about how many guys on this team, this is their first playoff game of their career. Um, you have, which is great, guys like Isaac Sayumalu and Alanda Roberts who have played in Super Bowls and, you know, know what this is like. Um, but I just think, yes, the Bills, they fired their offensive coordinator. I know the Steelers let go of Matt Canada too, but it was almost like they were starting to go down a bad path. They had to make a change. They had a claw and fight their way back from not starting so great. And I do think, you know, imagine if they don't win this game, there's going to be heads rolling up in Buffalo. Um, because like you said, Max, just the expectations when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen and the pieces around him, that's, that's not okay up there. Um, so that's why, you know, it is interesting. The Steelers, like, what do they have to lose? Um, at one point, nobody thought they would be here either, but I think they have the mindset of we earned it, we deserved it, we're still working, and watch out. All right. Now, i got to ask you the important stuff, Missy. After me spending 20, <laughs> okay. years, yeah, 20 years on the sidelines, what's the dress code for 1 o'clock Sunday with the possibility of 60-mile-an-hour gale force winds, 1 to 3 feet of uh, snow coming in, whiteout maybe? What you gonna wear? How how how, how heavy duty are you going in the in the Eskimo coat? I mean, guys, you know I'm a huge baby and I don't like to be cold. Um, <laughs> you're pretty much only gonna be able to see my eyes. That's my plan. <laughs> and someone was like, "Well, but if it's really bad wind and like you know, hell, you're like you're gonna need goggles." And like, part of me was like, "Huh? Like, could I pull that off? Like, would that work? I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna go that far, but." Uh, I'm going to prepare for the worst. Needless to say, Wolf, I'm probably going to need you to put my suitcase um, in the overhead tomorrow because <laughs> it will probably be the heaviest suitcase <laughs> that I have packed um, in my entire time traveling with the team. <laughs> well, if you're getting way too much joy out of yeah, this, you're laughing I'm way sorry. too much. I'm sorry. You know, you know, I'm thinking of um... the two of you. I feel bad for you. But, you know, I've already spent my time there. <laughs> And it's okay. Oh. Listen, I've already secured the hand warmers. We have a box of hand yes. warmers. Oh, there you uh, go. So Max and I, we're not coming, you know, we're not playing around on Sunday. We're we're serious business. It's the playoffs. It's the postseason. We're ready to go. Max, her mom is showing right now. The mom of the broadcast <laughs> crew. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, li li listen, listen. Missy and I have already talked about this. We've already, we've already game planned. And, ha and 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 had and had our moments. I mean, this is this is this is going to be uh, this is a team effort, you know, in the broadcast as you got as you Billy Dan and Wes just kind of sit up there in the climate controlled comfort yes. of of the booth there, <laughs> little overhang, little half a little half time warmth. I don't even th I don't even think you know you have pots of coffee readily available at your disposal. <laughs> Um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be out there braving in the elements. We're going to be, you know, pretty short of uh, call of the wild here. Um, you know, making sure that, that we, uh, we, we talk and we find some bearskin wolves. We might have to kill a bear on the way to the stadium. I don't there know. You go. Uh, what about, what about electric <laughs> socks? Who's wearing electric socks? A little heater socks. 
So I, I've never tried the electric socks. I think like good wool socks, ski socks, good boots. You're okay. good. I am going to bring my electric vent, my uh, heated vest though, because oh. that's just a nice little base layer uh, with, I got a sweatshirt that has some Sherpa in it. I mean, oh, there you like go. I said, it, we'll be lucky if I can close my suitcase and if I get checked at the airport, <laughs> they're going to be like, uh, how did you get this all in here? <laughs> Oh, exactly. It's, it's like it's like those it's like those uh those um those cans like for the gag gifts like we give somebody a Pringles can. Yes. <laughs> and then they open the top. Boom! Everything just comes out. <laughs> it's like listen, listen, yep. listen, guys. We gotta go through a check. Uh, this isn't gonna happen. Just just okay it, X-ray it. We're good. And uh, just just don't worry about the contents. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> no, absolutely, Missy. No. Well, Miss, we, we, we truly appreciate it, uh, stopping in the locker room. We'll let you get ready with the rest of your day, and uh, we're going to step aside, and Wolf's going to take over the show after this. So I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow in Buffalo, yes. as I will get there today. Um, I will not do Buffalo Wings as per the embargo. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's going to be really hard to get there tonight and just be sitting in my hotel room and think, oh, I should just go have a – salad um, <laughs> no that's not gonna no, work. no 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 chicken of any kind unless it's a grilled chicken breast because obviously anything close to being fried or sauced with anything of spice is going to be looked at as as i'm encroaching upon the mandate so i will not do that but uh <laughs> missy we look forward to seeing you thank you for stopping by as you do every friday inside the locker room and uh, we will see you down the road, of course. And you can hear us all together, all three of us, plus Billy Hillgrove, on Sunday on the iHeart broadcast of the game. Take care. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, over the last seven games, Max, the Steelers defense has allowed six touchdowns to tight ends. Okay? Now, you think about it. You got Dawson Knox and uh, Dalton Kincaid. And Kincaid has set a rookie record with reception 73 or something like that. some ridiculous number. Um, But he's had uh, the last two games, he's had receptions of 51, 29, 26, and 18 yards. That's pretty good stuff for a rookie tight end. Pretty deep ball, pretty good running. Yeah. No, it is uh... (laughs) – It's a problem. It's the X factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a problem, but the wind is the wind is the X factor, Wolf. Well, yes. You don't get the pre, but then it's also because everything I hear about this guy when I watch him on tape, Kincaid, he can run. I mean, the guys, the guy's pretty good. I mean, just watching him, um, he's just got that natural ability to tuck that baby and go. And I, I'm so excited that Minka's back, that that Demonte Casey's back, of uh, that Landon Roberts is up because he is such an integral part of that defense. Certainly going to be needed when it, when it comes to having to cover Kincaid. No, it's it's going to be it's going to be a big task. I think that's why you look at the weather and I think it equalizes a lot of those deep deep routes, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, not only Kincaid and Knox but also Diggs and Davis. 
like you're going to have to you're going to see a lot more short to intermediate just to control the ball, right? The ball flight, the football dynamics, mm-hmm. because you're not going to be able to trust the weather if you put that ball, you know, 10, 12, 15 feet up in the air on a, on a deep ball, right? Right. Um, trying to gauge that trajectory because that ball that ball is going to going to waffle on you whether it goes left, right, or dies short. If it hits like a wall, <laughs> depending on the direction you're going. Absolutely. So yeah, it's going to be really key for that short area quickness or SAQ um, of the safeties, of the nickels, of the linebacking core, because you have to imagine there's going to be some bigger rub route concepts to free guys quick. You know, it's going to be one-step slants. I think a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of quick ends, digs, comebacks, you know, I, I don't see as much as the deeper over, but shallow crossers right. in this game, and guys co- co- crossing each other in the path, putting linebackers in a quandary or the safety in a quandary. Right. With do I keep carrying with the guy that's coming left to right or the guy that now came right to left? And what is my and what is my mate going to do to communicate whether he's dropping off or whether he's or whether he's he's in trail still? You know, those are the things that I think you expect them when they have a multitude of those type of pass catchers, and then the catch and run ball. Um, is going to be key on how you defend that, you know, because there is going to be attention paid to Stephon Diggs. He's Stephon Diggs for a reason. Right. But at the same time, you have to be mindful of all those secondary guys and how they input into this game. So it's going to be a really fun chess match, especially in that first quarter, because, you know, Sean, Mc, you know, not Sean McDermott, but he he's the head coach. Uh, who's the interim OC? I forgot his name since, since Dorsey's oh, gone. Um, I forgot his name. Oh, Joe Brady? Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Brady. There okay. we go. Yeah. Yeah. Failed uh, Carolina Panthers OC Joe Brady. Um, Making something you know, happen Brady's, here, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping he fails again. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's going to, I think in their game plan, they're looking at that and how can we do that, you know? And I think it does pre- pre- present a quandary because, like you said, we're not as thin as everybody thinks we are, right? It's not just Eric Rowe and Patrick Peterson. And then praying somebody else can come in there and help. We got Minka. We got Casey now. So I think it, it presents a different challenge for them on how they're going to get in. And, you know, we could, I think I feel comfortable if we still ran man concepts. I trust Joey on Stefan Diggs, right? I, tr- I trust a bracket over on Gabe Davis with Levi Wallace and whoever else, um, you know, is there, whether it's Casey on the underneath or over the top um, or Minka. So, you know, I think, you know, the biggest thing is going to be a landing on Kincaid or Knox because he's going to be carrying one of them off the line. And then also that auxiliary guy, you know, is that Michael Walker? Um, is that Miles Jack that will draw the other tight end if we get into some pass, passing concepts? And the pass rush, getting to, getting to Josh Allen before he wants to be there or getting in the passing lane, use, using, using the, the, the big swats. You know, Larry Ogunjobi had a couple nice ones. Um, over the last couple of weeks, and so did, so did Cam Hayward. So I mean, getting those guys and affecting those passing lanes, and not letting Josh just sit there and pick and choose where he wants to throw, but really creating a quandary where he has to take that extra half second, one second to think about it, the double clutch, right? You know, because he's like, oh, I, oh nope, nope, he's not there, he's not there. Held onto the football. <laughs> That's what you want to create with them. Well, the interesting, the two things, real quick, watching them, the red zone with the. 12 personnel and they run an out and a drag so you got parallel routes in the in the end zone when you got Josh kind of rolling out that's one thing that's going to be difficult 
to me, that's always one of those things where you look at one tight end and that's, if you're really pay, not paying attention, you can lose the other. The fact of the matter also is I think warm-ups are going to be interesting, Max, because think about it. they got to go out and find out if they can kick a ball, if they can throw a ball, you know, and where the wind's going to hit. So those two things, just kind of the factors jump out at me. But you know what? We're going to move on because we got Jerry Dulac, the cool breeze, is coming up to talk about a game that's even cooler and breezier than anything he's probably experienced in a long time. We'll have him back in the locker room after this as Max takes over in the Power Hour.